we're back. This is minute 41. This is the uh, the best podcast, I believe, available that goes minute by minute through the movie Tombstone. I'm your co-host, Rob, and joined, as always, by Joe. Every single time I'm here, <laughs> I can't escape. He's, I'm trapped. <laughs> we only have 90 more of these. Someone call do. the police. <laughs> I was thinking about, like, man, we've gotten 40. That's amazing. But that's 90 more. We have 90 more. So this is a big week for us. This is this is uh this is our horse riding weekend. No, no one t- should listen this week. <laughs> this I, would be- I honestly all, <laughs> I would say of all the times I've watched this film, uh, at least half the times I've watched it, I fast forwarded through these five minutes for this week. <laughs> I know. I couldn't believe it's a full week. To to let our listeners know, um, this is the minute where uh, Josephine inquires about the pharaoh dealer and then why it takes a horse ride. Mm. It's um, just as exciting as it sounds. Before we jump into this, little, a little housekeeping or horsekeeping, if you will. Oh, um, you, your disease <laughs> popped up. <laughs> That's true. We got a lot of great content. Uh, we got uh, some amazing fan art of photo, one's Photoshop of me as Wyatt and you as Doc. We have uh, an amazing animated GIF of you being Wyatt defending that horse's honor. Yes, being a as good human been, being, in other words. As you've been known to do. Um, and then we also had an article posted by uh, f- uh, one of our guests um, about how uh, I might be diseased because I can't stop making terrible jokes and puns. Do you wake your wife up in the middle of the night? I, not yet. But. So the, it hasn't advanced that far. No. <laughs> There's I should. a fungus in your brain, Rob. <laughs> Until, you know, as long as we can make it through this podcast, as long as we can get through the 90 episodes, it doesn't matter what happens to me. My legacy <laughs> is set. You're willing to die for this? Yes. <laughs> for fun. I'm willing to die for fun. Uh, we're not there yet. That's not this minute. Um. Okay. Whew. Let's get into this. We should enjoy the first few seconds this minute because it's the only time we don't have Josephine and Wyatt galloping about. Um, we got Fred White, who the Marshal Fred White should just be known as Mr. Exposition. Like he's the guy that characters go to to get some information about another character so the viewers can know. It's um, like they know every time the audience asks, who's that again? He saunters over, limps over <laughs> to explain. <laughs> He gets wheeled over there, stands up from his chair. Um, so he gets asked about who Ike Clanton is, and there's really nothing important to find out here. He's just one of the cowboys, right? I mean, it's sort of a – it was pretty clear he was hanging out with Curly Bill that he probably was, but now we know for sure. Uh, hey, Joe, um, do you know how you can tell someone's uh, part of the cowboys? Uh, no, I don't remember. They wear a red sash. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you know that. Um, and then we have um, Josephine kind of questioning uh, Sheriff Pian about uh, who's that man dealing pharaoh? Who's that pharaoh mm. dealer over there? Um, and uh, I- I'm just fascinated about how what characters recognize Wide Earp and which ones just have absolutely no clue. Yeah, it's weird. He's like super famous, but then some weirdly conspicuous people have no clue who he is. Because, like Johnny Tyler. Yeah, Johnny Tyler, no clue. Um, Josephine, no clue. But yet some dude 
took a dollar bill and got it signed. <laughs> Still no answers about whether he got that back. <laughs> we'll keep an eye on it. Um, and then she asks, she asks Sheriff Bean about this, and he mentions that uh, he used to be a peace officer in uh, in Kansas. And he, she has an interesting response that she just said, very impressive. Yeah. Which I guess I don't – is it – I mean – is a peace officer slaying? What? Yeah, let's call a police officer. No, she. He, they said peace officer. Yeah, that's another name for an officer of the peace. But he was a officer. sheriff, wasn't he? A sheriff? Is that yeah. different? What's? I don't really understand the police versus sheriff thing in our world in 1881, nor really right now. Uh, <laughs> I know in in our state generally, uh, there's county sheriffs. And then I believe the in in at least in the world of this film, the marshal handles the city limits, and the sheriff handles county business. So, um, I have uh, for example, the county where I live has a very has a big boy sheriff who loves to wear his big boy cowboy hat. <laughs> so he would handle crimes that occur on like the highways or in the the county parks, places like that. Uh, also, the county prisons. And I okay. think he has watched this movie a lot. <laughs> okay, so knowing that, does this mean that? So in the in the old west, sheriffs came first, right? And police officers were only be for like larger metropolitan areas. I, I guess I don't know. Well, l- later on, um, the Behan does get out of this, uh, get out of dealing with. Um, some disturbance on the street because he's like this isn't county business the marshal has to do this so how does the marshal what is marshal sheriff and there's no police officers but a marshal's well marshal you could deputize people marshal's like in high noon you've seen high noon right yeah marshal's federal right that's a federal level nowadays yeah do you think do you think uh marshal fred white was a federal employee uh, I, I, I mean, I think I don't really know if, you, if the contemporary law enforcement titles are analogous with the old West. Well, at least we did a lot of research on this. I do love when Josephine responds that she sort of has a little sexy little shimmy that she does. Yeah, I, I, I'm offended by this episode actually. Whoa, Whoa. okay. It's, I, I, this isn't a, I can. This continues the attack in our. Judeo-Christian values, just mocking the idea of him being married. They both just laugh. It is. If it's inconsequential. <laughs> oh, he's, he's married, you know. Oh, oh, oh whatever. More champagne. <laughs> it's just uh, the, the Kurt Russell's anti-marriage agenda. Like, they're not even being subtle about it anymore. Okay, so she laughs because she doesn't care, right? No, and weirdly, he doesn't seem to care, even though they're, like, supposed to be together. Yeah, so that's what I was going to mention, is it's like, he should be, he just got threatened, right? I mean, he should feel, wide Herb is a threat? Uh, maybe he's into that. Well, I mean, if anyone, be Sheriff Behan, right? Yeah. Um, let's get on to what everyone really wants to talk about. Um, this minute ends with Wyatt on a little horse ride. We don't um, know, let's... Let's yeah. not spoil things. We don't know who he sees. We don't know who or what he sees. And we also, before we get to there, what was he doing? Where was he going, do you think? Just uh, out for a ride. 
getting yeah. out of that that hu- the hustle and bustle of the big city, the next San Francisco. <laughs> the queen of the boom towns. Get out of there. Maybe he just wanted to get that silver smell out of his nose. <laughs> it is beautiful landscape. It is. So he he goes off and uh, he goes goes for a ride to clear his head. Um, and then he sees something. We don't know what it is when this minute ends. What do you what? I I actually have a lot of research here. You, you wouldn't believe some of the stuff that almost happened in this sequence. Did you, Joe? Did you find some uh, some clips? Some uh, dailies? I just found some earlier drafts of the screenplay. Oh oh, um, do tell us now. So we get kind of a, a softer and gentler ah hell here, where it's yeah. instead of like the ah hell, it's kind of mm-hmm. like the ah oh, hell. Oh, and hell. he gazes off in the distance and he, he sees somebody and then trots towards it and the minute is complete. Uh, and they really were going to do some very odd cameos here originally. Oh, and and okay. people who have watched the next few minutes kind of know the writing gets a little weird. And I'm assuming they must have uh, put this together maybe at the last minute. They were trying to do some weird crossovers with other films to like kind of construct a larger cinematic universe. Oh, the first one. Okay, so their first idea was fairly modest and actually commercially, I think, makes a lot of sense. Um, initially, he was going to sort of utter this, and then he looks. They they cut across to um, Kevin Costner's character from Dances with Wolves. Oh, okay. And they're supposed to bring those two. Dunbar, Lieutenant together. Dunbar, I believe. Yep. Mm-hmm. But uh, Kevin Costner, I mean, for obvious reasons, he didn't want to do it because he had his own wider film that he was working on. Mm-hmm. So uh, they didn't do that. Then um, it turns out, uh, I found that, thought this was pretty pretty weird too, Kurt Russell's a big Igmar Bergman guy. And oh, okay. uh, they were going to well, We have... saw that from the Scenes for a Marriage uh-huh, sequence uh-huh. a little earlier. That's right. You could, they, they share a sort of philosophical outlook to some extent so uh he was gonna run into death from the seventh seal a little seventh seal oh hell and uh him and death were gonna uh do a horse race to see if um why it could stay alive oh that would have been interesting so kind of a a more exciting you know western genre update uh to the seventh seal we don't really need to watch why play chess no then the here's the here's the weirdest one and and here's one where I, i i have to assume the studio got involved you know, and they're just thinking about money, toys, things like that. Uh, the it's other a big one Christmas was release. You know, you want to make sure you you're not uh, poor taste. Yeah, they uh, the the last idea before they must have just scrapped it, gave up was he's going to run into Bill and Ted. Oh, oh, oh that would have been fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that would have. I th- I think that would have been really exciting, and I I'm assuming that that maybe they got everyone on board with that, uh, but. Um, just must have fallen apart. Uh, I'm not sure when Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey came out. Yeah, I don't know if this is. Oh yeah, would they have ran into him during their excellent adventure or during their the bogus excellent journey? adventure came out? Yeah, I, I would. <laughs> they, you could probably fairly because they still have the time machine. You could fairly easily just say they're off. You know, maybe they're doing a research project at Technical College or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, this was came coming out. Ugh, about four years after Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, so probably trying to just keep them relevant. But again, I, uh, maybe maybe Bogus Journey came out this year instead, and they just decided to go with the sequel. But yeah, I mean, I mean it's really interesting to think of what could have been if one of these uh, cameo um, situations uh, turned out, Gosh. but they were just not able to pull it off. What's even better is if they could have pulled that Bill and Ted Bogus Journey thing off, they could have had Bill 
Ted, and Death and still had the horse race. Yeah, that's that's where I'm thinking they probably got the idea. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because Death is, uh, sort of comes back in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I should I should look up to see when, when Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey came out. Because maybe they got the idea from this film. You know... You really went. Uh, you really thought outside the box there, Joe. And I want to thank you. I was, you know, you said you know, we still don't know what happened. I was seeing all mm. entire entirely into the universe still um, inside the Tombstone movie. So I thought he maybe walked in and saw uh, Curly Bill missing a bunch of cans while he was working on his shooting. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, I just taught him how to shoot yesterday. <laughs> um, I thought there could just be. Um, I don't even know where to go with Morgan, but Morgan could have been lost. Morgan could have been <laughs> trying to use the bathroom. Um, all sorts of things could have been happening with Morgan. <laughs> Morgan's just nude, wandering around. <laughs> Johnny, Ty- Johnny Tyler set up a pharaoh table out there. <laughs> just gazing into the distance, not blinking. Um, no, Johnny Tyler. Oh, you're right, Johnny Tyler. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I was thinking about Yeah, well... <laughs> Um, I don't know what Johnny Ringo would have been doing out there. You're right, probably meditating, playing his guitar. Yeah, just just strumming on the guitar, <laughs> working on his tunes. Just he walks into Johnny Ringo and he's just he's just playing bongos. He's practicing parkour. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you really did a lot of research. I I I just really love sort of counterfactuals in in well i mean what our favorite counterfactual to argue about uh and maybe we could continue this because i know we're starting to run out of time here is uh what if um tom Selleck had been cast as indiana jones well ugh, you know i feel pretty strongly i'm on pro Selleck. um <sighs> yeah you're here's um, okay let's not that's not our movie but what about tom Selleck as wide herb do you think he could have pulled it off uh, I, I think, I think he, I don't, I just can't imagine Tom Selleck ever being angry really for some reason. And like, like Kurt Russell, when he gets pissed off, it's pretty convincing. Uh, yeah. Although, well, now we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but he does have an extremely dumb scene later in this film when he's mad, but I would argue it's not his is, fault. No, that is not a dumb sequence. That is just anger personified into action. <laughs> um, I, I think Tom Selleck. I mean, he's been in plenty of westerns. Uh, does a credible job. I, I, I think he'd be closer to Kurt Russell in this movie than he would be to Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones for sure. That's. I mean, I think the mustache helps. I think he'd be better as Virgil. Oh yeah, probably a little too young at that point. Yeah, but you know, they just get some gray on him and yeah, touch of gray. Mm, yeah. Um. Do you have anything else on no. minute forty-one? No, I mean, what? what <laughs> we have so much excitement coming up. I don't want to. I got to save my energy for tomorrow when we yeah. find out who he sees. I know. I mean, I just am. Re- I'm ready for our uh, emotions to be stirred up. I'm really hoping our <laughs> our fans step up with some some more Photoshop gifts of my uh, various cameo ideas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Joe, it's it's the first episode of the week. Can you just let people know where you know where they can find out more? Uh, we you know we try to. Have you heard of this uh, the Twitter? Mm, I have. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
the, we, the place uh, people have opinions. Yeah, very. It, the discourse <laughs> is at a very high level, and we do our best to keep up at yep. Tombstone Minute. Uh, probably our Facebook page is a little bit more active, though, um, at least now. Mm-hmm. So all you can find us at Tombstone Minute there on the Facebook. Uh, th- those are probably the two easiest ways to interact with us. Uh, we love to hear from you guys. Uh, I... <laughs> I'm personally much more comfortable with insults than compliments, so please tell me the various reasons why I suck, mm-hmm. and I and will almost assuredly make me laugh and smile. You can uh, email us at tombstoneminute at gmail.com. I believe we've responded to 100% of all our emails we've received. Uh, we have a 100% response rate. Yep. Um, and uh, also, iTunes, go on there, give us a review. That'd be, that makes us feel good. Yeah, and that's it. We will be back tomorrow with uh, with more. I guess we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out what uh, Wyatt sees. Who does he see? Oh, be back soon. Bye.